We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is August 10th, 2023. Jonathan Osborne here. I am back. As always, with my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what is going on, brother? What's up? How are you? Uh, I'm good. We got FIBA basketball to, to hold us over a little bit. Admittedly, these day games messed me up today. Um, with Germany being during the day, I had a call and just couldn't do it I, with a client. So couldn't do it, but um, but got to watch some of the full game highlights. The Franz ones, most importantly. And uh, yeah, so it's it's been good. I'm on a little bit of a, a health journey as well. So trying to, in my everyday life, just doing my intermittent fasting thing, drinking my gallon of water, actually excited to get on scale in the morning. There's, no, there's not a better feeling than getting on a scale and seeing weight go down. And especially like at the beginning when you're just losing it at an irrationally fast rate, that's always how it starts. So I'm, I'm still in that part. You know, only about 15 days in, but that's uh, that's what I'm doing day to day is just staying focused on that and watching a little FIBA basketball where I can. I'm nervous to get on the scale tomorrow because I was just on vacation. Mm-hmm. You know, I, as our listeners and, and viewers probably know, I, I wasn't on the last episode. I had a little family uh, end of the summer getaway with the with the fam. And uh, yeah, I just ate like garbage for, for four so days. Four, we went baby. to Sam's Club the first day. And just had food everywhere, accessible at all times. So I just mm-hmm. did nothing but eat constantly for four days, and I've been I've been doing pretty well. I lost had lost about fourteen pounds, back down to uh one eighty eight, and and I'm nervous to get on the scale tomorrow morning. But I definitely know what that is like. Yeah, the the intermittent fasting very underrated. I had started doing that sort of unintentionally during COVID, mm-hmm. where I just wouldn't eat and I would only eat dinner. And I noticed that I just started losing weight like crazy. I wasn't exercising at all. I just started, I mean, who would think that starving yourself, uh, you know, <laughs> would, would make you lose weight? I, but it, the thing about intermittent fasting is like for the first week or two, 
it's really, really tough. But once it just becomes a part of your routine, like I intermittent fast now, and if you're unaware of what intermittent fasting it is, is, is where you have like a very large window of like the 24 hour day where you don't eat. And then you have, you know, a smaller window where you do eat. And there's a ton of health benefits that, you know, go along with that. But what I like about intermittent fasting is sometimes if I want to eat, you know, something yummy like Burger King, I'm only eating once or twice in a day. So the calories don't really mean as much to you. But mm-hmm. usually my last meal of the day is at like six o'clock, six thirty, and then I won't eat again until like almost twelve o'clock yeah. most days, you know, the the next day. And yeah. yeah, it's just it's been a game changer for me, like in terms of like losing weight and just like feeling sure. a lot better. So if you're well, somebody out there trying to, you know, lose weight, look in at intermittent fasting. If you do it the right way, it can be uh really effective. Yeah. So and for me, I'm going 17 hours is my like fasting window and then i eat seven hours of the day right so like 11 30 to 6 30 um sometimes it's 12 12 30 whatever and then i still don't change my window at the end of the day because that's closer to bedtime and eliminating late night snacking is the big game changer for sure if you're gonna eat something bigger do it towards the beginning of your window as opposed to the very end but like yeah for instance i um Someone brought in uh, a, like a, a spider cake. I don't know. You uh, you like spider cakes? You were. Uh... I have no idea what a spider cake is. So if I don't it has know something to like... do with Spider Man. I probably would like it, but I don't know what. Probably it's basically just like that's not what you mean. It's basically just like chocolate through and through, and the icing is like this crazy sick icing that's chocolate as well. It's just very chocolate, right? See, Someone I'm brought not it a big into chocolate on chocolate guy. It's very good. Anyway, someone brought it into work. Because someone's always bringing in something to make me gain weight. And because it was in my window, it was like 1 p.m. I had myself a slice and went about my day, finished, you know, did whatever, right? I still ate the, what I wanted at that point, right? And I lost like half a pound. I got on the scale the next day, so I lost half a pound, even with eating the cake. So like intermittent fasting is great for that. Like you said, like yeah. you, you don't have to restrict yourself. You don't go crazy. Like I'm not having seconds at dinner um, or at any time. And then if I want a sweet thing, I, I do that like once a day, but I'm not like snacking. I'm not eating chips. I'm not doing whatever the stuff I was doing. So yeah, super, super effective way to lose weight and realistic too. I had done diet stuff where they send stuff to your house and then you just eat what they give you. And then you, you get done with that. You go into a restaurant and they have steak and potatoes and whatever else right and that dessert and everything you don't know how to act because you've been eating cardboard for the whole time for the whole, I, i've been there so i can say that but like that that is really how it goes so intermittent fasting you still eat real food and uh I, I think it is realistic i don't eat breakfast anyway it's just basically eliminating late night snacking that's my adjustment so it's been good have you started to add like exercise back to it at all because for that me will... that was that was a little bit difficult because like when you start to you know especially when you do like a lot of lifting you know, your metabolism yeah. wants to pick up. So like managing that with the intermittent fasting and not eating too late, not eating early, not mm-hmm. overdoing it at dinner. Cause I was doing that for a while. Like, Oh, I haven't eaten anything today. I can have 5,000 <laughs> calories for dinner. And that didn't really you know, work all that well either. But if nothing yeah. else, people are like, all right, let's talk about basketball. But if nothing else, folks, just take this as like, if you've been thinking about, man, you know, I need to get in shape. I need to do this. I need to do that. 
take this as like your your inspiration, like your sign, like, hey, it's time for me to take my health seriously because, hey, I'll be 30 in like just over two weeks, two weeks from Friday, I'll be 30. And my doctor recently told me that like, you know, you're taking your health seriously at 30 isn't really that big of a deal. But like once you get to 40, that's when things are really a big deal. So I'm trying to get my act together now so that mm-hmm. at 40, I've already got those like good habits in place. So folks, just do something for yourself today. Just take care of yourself. All right. We want you sure. to be around for a long time. We want you to listen to the show for, and we want to do the show for a long time. So we're <laughs> trying to, we're trying to take care of ourselves here, but Hey, I want to just say thank you to you and Kevin for uh, filling in for the boy while he was away on vacation. I, uh, Hey, I stuck with it on vacation. I might've ate like crap, but I still worked out. I did like a three mile run. What was that Monday morning? And you and Kevin got me through, you know, most of that three mile run. So love that. Um, you, you guys killed it. Really, really appreciate it. But let's, let's talk a little bit of uh, Orlando magic basketball. So what was that? Was that Monday night I on vacation? You kind of lose track of, of the days people, uh, you know how that goes, but USA mm-hmm. versus Puerto Rico was um that was monday night and luke 117 to 74 the first half was like kind of competitive and i wasn't overly concerned because it was the first time that we're seeing this team together and obviously we had heard about them losing the scrimmages to the select team but halftime of this game like it it wasn't really as as big as a, a gap as you would think i'm i'm looking back here to see at the end of the second quarter, yeah, it was a seven-point lead for uh, Team USA, fifty to forty-three, and then they came out of halftime. You know, it seemed like just up the intensity, and they win this game going away, one seventeen to seventy-four. They had a, a twenty-to-nothing run that spanned like the end of the third quarter into the fourth quarter. Just really took over the game as you would probably expect them playing an, a, an opponent in, in Puerto Rico. Uh, a team that is not expected to make a deep run, you know, into the FIBA World Cup, and a team that the U.S. should expect to beat, you know, pretty handily. And luckily, they had a, a big second half uh, that was uh, able to to help them do that. And the reason that we cared about this game uh, mostly was Paolo Bancaro, who uh, played 16 minutes, had seven points, three of four from the floor, one of four from the free throw line, had one rebound, one assist, had one monster block that. Uh, if team the rest of Team USA would have hustled a little bit, uh, would have ended that possession for Puerto Rico, but they ended up getting the rebound and and being able to to get that one home. But what was most um, interesting to me, Luke, was that like Paolo pretty much this entire game played the backup five for Team USA and uh, head coach of Team USA and the Golden State Warriors, Steve Kerr, talked about it after the game, and he said one thing that they realized uh, in the the last Olympics in Tokyo uh, was that. You know, these international teams, they have a real you know, difficult time handling these big playmaking fives you know, who are capable of bringing the ball up the floor. I think that was you know, probably Bam Adebayo in the, the last Olympics, if I remember correctly. But Luke, what were your thoughts on Paolo in this game, sort of the role that he played, and then just you know, USA's performance versus Puerto Rico? So producer Kevin on playback live streamed you know, or reacted, I guess. If you had subscription, then you were able to watch the stream along, you know, directly with him for this U- Team USA game. One of the things I commented 
at one point after seeing Paolo just bully ball these guys, even in the paint, was they these guys they can't handle big body Paolo. They're just not able to. They can't do it. And and, and Paolo and it it really does speak to you know what Kurt was talking about where even if it's a five like in these other countries like Paolo is still able to bang with them and play make out of the post or whatever he needs to do right and take them out on the perimeter make them uncomfortable whatever he can do to really throw them off and I was just impressed that you know you you look at the final box score and you see that Walker Kessler had four minutes and you see Josh Hart log zero right so Paolo still able to break on to the rotation and do his thing after his rookie year as rookie campaign. That was very impressive, obviously, but you know, I think that just speaks volumes to him and his play style that he's able to, to, to bring something to this team that it was enough for, you know, Steve Kerr to actually make a point to, to acknowledge the fact that Paolo is a huge asset for this team. And, while Walker Kessler, like he gets edged out of rotation because Paolo Bancaro is playing backup five and he's not. So I, I was proud of Paolo. I mean, he didn't force anything. Three of four from the field, you know, ends with a, a plus five, plus or minus, and is, you know, limited minutes at 16 minutes, but seven points for him. The one thing that he didn't do as well um, is just free throw shooting, right? In this game, he goes, uh, let's see, he goes like one for four. So we've seen it, right, where he struggles at the free throw line here and there and doesn't, not a huge shock, but you would have loved for him to at least go two or four and misses three of them. When you're not getting high volume, you, you have really have to capitalize at a high at a high rate and efficiency there. So that was the only thing with Paolo that I was like, ah, I don't, I don't know if I love that. And he needs to work on it a little bit there. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I think, and something that I, I probably should have anticipated more was just his limited role offensively. Mm-hmm. But as you go through sort of like the pecking order, it really does make sense. Obviously, it was just a rookie this year. You've got guys on this team proven in the league. Brandon Ingram, Mikhail Bridges, Jaron Jackson, Anthony Edwards, Jalen Brunson, even a guy you know like Austin Reeves, who is you know, proved to be able to do, you know, what he does at a high level, you know, in the playoffs, Halliburton, you know, Cam Johnson, Josh Hart, I know was uh, listed out for this game just due to rest. And then, you know, it comes out the very next day, I think that he signed that massive, you know, extension with the New York Knicks. So maybe it was just trying to play it cool a little bit. Like, Hey, I'm about to sign this extension. Let's make sure I don't have any catastrophic injuries in this game. Let's make sure the ink on this deal is done or I go ahead and do that. So I know Steve Kerr was talking a, a ton, you know, about you know Paolo's role and how it could benefit Team USA. But sort of given his limited role, you know, other than Walker Kessler, you know, Paolo played fewer minutes than um, anyone on the team not named Bobby Portis. Again, Paolo uh, functionally a lot in this game was the backup five. Josh Hart is going to come back and take somebody's minutes you know maybe that's some minutes from Cameron Johnson or some minutes from Austin Reeves but I'll be interested to see just kind of how that affects Paolo and maybe I was you know just sort of wishfully thinking that Paolo like would play a really big role in this team and it's still too early like he he still very well could play a, a really big role in this team but just especially offensively you know that's where we know you know, Paolo is going to make the biggest impact is offensively, but there's just so many other mouths to feed on this team that are probably going to, to, to take precedent, you know, and and take priority. So, but Paolo held his own. And again, we're talking about Puerto Rico. You're not, we're not talking about, you know, the Slovenia's or or Spain's of the world. And we'll, we'll talk about those. And the good thing is we're going to be able to see Paolo and team USA play against those teams in the warm-up rounds. We're going to preview uh, those games in, in just a little bit, but the U.S. should have kicked the crap out of Puerto Rico, and they did that. So now you know we're, we're on to the, the next game for them, which is going to be uh, Slovenia. And I, again, we'll talk about that in, in a little bit here. And then the other game uh, that we watched today, Wednesday, uh, Germany versus Canada. And I know we've talked about how stacked Canada's roster is. But when you watch the the first game you know, last week that Germany played against Sweden and the issues that that second unit had against Sweden, who is not by any means a basketball powerhouse, when I saw like the rosters just on paper, Germany versus Canada today, I was a little bit nervous. Germany for the second straight game started Dennis Schroeder, uh, Obst, Franz Wagner, Voitman and Daniel Tice and you look over at Canada and they're starting Shea Gilgis Alexander uh it was a uh, it was Dylan Brooks today it was oh I tweeted this out and I'm already forgetting it here let me scroll through our Twitter 
but yeah, it was uh, like Kelly Olynyk uh, started for them as well. Uh, yeah, Shea, R.J. Barrett, Dylan Brooks, Kelly Olynyk, Dwight Powell, like a, a five, like a starting five on an NBA team essentially. But Germany just came out like right out of the gates and put it to Canada. The game was close for the first few minutes, and then as soon as Daniel Tice, Dennis Schroeder. Franz Wagner started to get it going. The defense was super connected as well as, especially in that first half, like for the majority of that first half had like a you know, 12 to 15 point lead. The third quarter, you know, at halftime is where Canada started to, to make a comeback. Like RJ Barrett had a, a huge third quarter. Uh, Lou Gens Dortz, he had a really good second half. And then Nikhil Alexander Walker had a really good second half, had a good fourth quarter where Canada like, I think they started the second half on like a 13 and nothing run uh, to, to cut the lead to, to two or three or four. Germany was able to push that lead back out to 15. And then Canada just started again, like RJ Barrett, Dort, Nikhil Alexander Walker to just ch- kind of chip away at that. And then they tied it up on a Nikhil Alexander Walker layup with like less than a minute left. And Franz Wagner, baby, fourth quarter Franz, who had seven points in the fourth quarter. Uh, they run this like out of bounds, like after timeout play. And uh, Schroeder finds Franz for the right corner three that we saw Franz miss plenty of times last season in potential go ahead or game winning situations. And Franz Wagner, cold as ice, knocks down the three. I think they got a stop on the other end, came back. And then Dennis Schroeder had a putback to put them up by five with like 20 seconds left. And the game was pretty much over at that point. But Germany, man, just a really impressive, like really dominated a lot of that game against a really stacked Canadian roster, Luke. And the other thing, too, the, the part that I am most proud of Franz for is that for the second game in a row, he has four steals. Just putting his team in a spot where he's going to make the plays that can win games. And on the defensive end of the ball, he's able to be a disruptor like we know he can be. But I mean, and he, he averaged one steal a game, you know, in the NBA in his sophomore season. Back to back four steal games is insane, no matter the competition, honestly. But especially to see him do it against Canada with a lot of NBA talent was super impressive. Something that maybe flew under the radar for people that are just looking at the fact that he had 18 points and did his thing offensively. We know he can do that. But for him to continually step up on defense, that's where I was most impressed from Franz. Yeah, absolutely. He killed it. I mean, Tice had a great game. Dennis Schroeder had a great game. Opes had a great game. Maldo Lowe had some nice plays. I do still think their depth is going to be an issue when you start to talk about guys like Tiemann and uh, Gafai. They had some some rough moments in this game. But if their main guys, like their main five, and Mo Wagner off the bench again was awesome. You know, he came in in that first half and in the first game against Sweden, where that second unit was an issue, Mo Wagner was like, no, I'm just going to like live at the free throw line and was able to help Germany, you know, keep and extend the lead that they had. Um, but if, if their main guys are, are going, obviously they're going to be competitive. I think how deep Germany is able to go once we get into the FIBA World Cup. It's like they're going to need an another guy each game to step up. Like whether it's Mo Wagner having a, a big game off the bench or, you know, 
if it is Tiemann or Orgify or, you know, Obst or um, like uh, Isaac Bonga was awesome for them today. Uh, De Silva had some nice plays against Sweden as well. Like they're going to need at least like one or two of those guys to show up big the deeper that they go into the World Cup. So still kind of keep an eye on on Germany's depth. But man, they were so impressive today when the offense was humming and they're just super connected and super disciplined defensively. Like Canada, all of that talent, like really could not do much when Germany was playing its best basketball today. So that was just super impressive and just fun to watch Franz Wagner hit go-ahead threes in the last minute of like competitive basketball games. Can't really ask for any more than that, Luke. Yeah, and also just to give people an idea, Canada has the second best odds behind the USA to win the World Cup. So they're sitting right now at plus 500 while USA is minus 110. But uh, yeah, it looks like plus 500, those are the second best odds. So Canada's got that. Then it's France, Australia, Slovenia, Spain, uh, Germany looks like they have about like the ninth best odds at plus 2,500. So uh, impressive win all around from them today. Which is interesting because right now, and I know the the rankings aren't exactly like, you know, power rankings necessarily, but Canada is the, the 15th uh, ranked team uh, in the world, you know, in terms of uh, FIBA rankings right now. Obviously, you know, Serbia is six. Nikola Jokic is not playing. Greece is nine. You know, Giannis is not playing. Uh, we'll talk about some of the things that have happened with Spain and, and Slovenia a little bit later in this episode. But yeah, Canada, super stacked, like super talented team. If they're able to to put it together, you know, they could definitely make a, a really deep tournament run. Luke, let's go ahead and take a quick second to give a special shout out to our patrons, the folks that help make every single one of our episodes possible. Uh, we do have a new patron, uh, PV in the mix, uh, has joined at our Hall of Fame tier level. Really, really appreciate that. Uh, and every time we have new patrons, we shout them out on our episodes. And we also shout out all of our Hall of Fame and elite tier patrons. And I'll go ahead and do that now by starting with the Court Cousins, then Drew Gooden, Armin, Carson Tulo, Jonathan Borges, normal Magic Player History, Gabe Gaines, Wiffle, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salapon, The Distract, Donkey Punch, Dave, Paolo and Franz's Warmth, Pierre A, Nostalgia and M&M's, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Eduardo Sanchez, Drum Drum, Drummy Drum Drum, Danimal, Dutto 15, Bobby Skinner, PV in the Mix, Goaty 93, Teddy Sylvia, Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, Juan Geraldo, Bill Fulton, Edmund Lagone, Jose Esquilin, Destin for Greatness, Caleb Pete, Cannibalism, Time Mr. TV, ESPN Really Sucks, Gear 95, Shred Jr., Bruce, African, Shine 177, Bulby the Don, Himlo, Ben Himro, RM Prop 221, Ray Pastrana, Magic Kid 714, Spank Too Hard, Soft Taco, Fuego Nando, Victor Cologne, Iris Magic Mike, Austin Lampy, Random Hustle, Only Franz, Maria, Keith Wallace, Fritz, Trade for Grady, We Need Dick, Currency Kev, and Bruv Sal. A big thank you to all of our Hall of Fame and Elite Tier patrons and all of our patrons. You want to get in on the action and join our Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Luke, looking ahead as we continue to cover these FIBA World Cup warm-up friendly international matchups coming up on what day was that again that is going to be the 12th uh, which is going to be this coming saturday Uh, germany is taking on china i believe that is going to be their first matchup of the super cup i think it is what they're calling it and i think germany has the potential to add another game in between that matchup and then their August 19th matchup uh, against uh, Greece in the USA Showcase. So that's something that we'll want to keep an eye on. Uh, But talking a little bit about their opponent in China. So right now, China is the 27th ranked nation by FIBA. Uh, And they do have, Luke, I wasn't sure uh, as I was looking up the roster for China, if there is going to be anyone really of note. There are a couple of guys that they refer to as the Twin Towers um, in Zhou Qi, who I believe is 7-4, if I'm not mistaken. Look, he was the 43rd pick in the 2016 NBA draft selected by the Houston Rockets. He played 19 games with the Rockets, spanning from 2017 to 2019. And then Wang Zhelin was the 57th pick in 2016 by the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Wang Zhelin never actually made his uh, NBA debut is draft rights have been traded around a couple of times. Um, but both of these guys, NBA draft picks, I think Wang Jalen is seven, one, if I'm not mistaken. So not a ton of talent, you know, if, if you're you know speaking like relative to, you know, the U S or, or Germany or, or Canada or whatever. Um, but still a couple of guys who were good enough to be in the NBA draft, you know, not all that long ago. So, um, it's going to be interesting to to see that matchup and and the, the size of, of China and how you know Germany is going to be able to match up with that. Yeah, they're good. they're going to get washed. But um, <laughs> Joe Chi, I actually so I looked it up and was looking up his profile, whatever. I remember him, but I don't like I don't remember much about him. I just remember that they you know said he was out of China. He was a just massive. Uh, and that Houston had taken him as just kind of a flyer late in the draft there. But so cool to see, um, you know, it's always fun when you got those tall guys down there that you don't know too much about just to see what they could do on any given night. They could have a ridiculous amount of blocks and have a big impact around the rim. We'll see how they fare against Germany. But I, I do think that uh, Germany should run away with this one. So like just talking about sort of like World Cup implications. So China is in Group B with South Sudan, Serbia, China, obviously, and then Puerto Rico. So China actually has a a decent chance of coming out of the group stage. You know, there's going to be two teams from each group that will advance to the knockout round. Um, And Nikola Jokic, you know, not playing for Serbia. China is going to have a, a real chance to, to come out of that group. So keep your eyes on that matchup. Again, that is going to be Saturday. And I think we have a time that's going to be 1230 Eastern. 
Uh, I know a lot of people have been watching these like Germany warm-up games on magentasport.de if you have a VPN. Basically, you know, they're geo-locked to Germany, but if you have a VPN that makes you appear as if you are in Germany, you've been able to watch these games. I don't know if that is going to be the case for these games now that this is going to be part of like the the Super Cup, I think uh, again is what it's called. I could be wrong on that. Um, but just kind of keep your eyes open for that. I know some other people have been able to find some other streams. It sucks that, you know, it's 2023 and it's still so hard to to watch, you know, games, you know, uh, around the world. So, um, but yeah, keep an eye on Twitter. Obviously when we, you know, figure that out, you know, we'll be sure to pass that information along. And if you're interested in that, now might be a good time to look into some of these free trials that a lot of the the VPNs offer. So you may just need to use that to, to watch a couple of games and then go ahead and hit it with the old cancel. So be on the lookout for that, Luke. And then uh, the next game uh, that is going to be important this week is going to be the U.S. versus Slovenia. That's going to be on the 12th. And I think we have a time for that as well. Producer Kevin was texting that over to us earlier. So Slovenia, that's going to be at 3.30 on Saturday, they're playing in Spain. Uh, that is going to be aired on FS1. So really, all of the like pre you know FIBA games for the U.S. are going to be uh, broadcast either on FS1 or on Fox. So be on the lookout for that. Slovenia is definitely an interesting matchup for the U.S. Uh, if you were paying any attention, I know that you all talked about this on the podcast for Monday, but uh, the the U.S. select team when they scrimmage team usa they beat them in both scrimmages mainly due to the fact that kate cunningham was just dominating and as part of their like you know scout session steve kerr had jamal mosley like play kate cunningham in a role similar to the way that luka Doncic plays for slovenia so that they could get some looks at that so luka Doncic does play for slovenia uh, and they you know usually they have a, a pretty talented roster they've got Zoran uh, Drogic, who is the younger brother of Goran Drogic. I was reading through their their FIBA World Cup roster, and I was like, no Goran Drogic. Like, that's got to be a mistake. I know he's you know played for them in the past. And he's like effectively retired from playing for Slovenia. Like he's basically said, like, hey, I've I've done my time. Like I he he's done. And then uh, Vlako Kanchar plays in the NBA. He was supposed to, well, he was playing for Slovenia. And in their first friendly like warm up, has torn his ACL. Mm. So not only is he going to miss all of you know, FIBA World Cup, Vlatko Kanchar just won a, a title with the Denver Nuggets. He's now going to miss all of the NBA season with this ACL tear. So like Slovenia, you're thinking like, hey, this team is pretty stacked. All of a sudden, they don't really look as stacked. Now you have Luka Doncic. And Luca has absolutely showed out in the past in international competition, uh, but it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if if Slovenia is going to be able to to meet the expectations that some people maybe ignorantly had of them, like going into this World Cup cycle, because I thought they were going to be a little bit more talented than they actually are right now, and they're a little bit injured. Um, but yeah, Luke, I mean, anytime you get to see Luka Doncic on the same floor as Anthony Edwards and Jaron Jackson Jr. and all these other guys, it's going to be, uh, how would Luke put it, electric. Electric. It's going to be electric. And Luka Doncic, just to recap kind of what he can do on an international floor, 
and FIBA Eurobasket last summer, seven games, 26 points, 7.7 rebounds, 6.6 assists. So he's dangerous. In and we know minutes. that about him in, in much fewer minutes. So we'll, we'll see what he does, but we know that playing against the USA he and against those guys that he plays night in and night out in the NBA, there's no starstruck for Luka Doncic, and he's going to be able to do his thing regardless. It doesn't matter who you got on him. He's going to distribute. He's so perfect for international basketball in the way that he can distribute the ball that he's not super selfish with it, but he knows when to turn it on, and that is the biggest thing when it comes to international balls, just knowing when to actually turn the switch on and go as opposed to just distributing and knowing when it's your time to show out. Lucas perfected that. And I think that, you know, much like Kate Cunningham was able to get the best of Team USA, I don't think they can have their guard down coming into that matchup. I don't think they will. They know Luka Doncic. They know what he can do. And I think that they'll they'll do a pretty good job with Slovenia. But nonetheless, it'll be a lot of fun with them. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I, I'm I want to see like this Team USA team like go all out for the full 40 minutes. You know that that game against Puerto Rico, we talk about the Paolo Bancaro block, and like you know as much as it was a, a great play, like it sort of was ruined by the fact that they were able to you know gather you know the possession back and and be able to score on that. Really, just because like the other guys on the floor were not sprinting back you know into that play, and at what point you know we heard about them you know losing to the select team you know the the first you know couple of times, and at what point are they just going to like fully lock in you know the way that we've seen like previous team USA teams do. So um, this is a, a good matchup to, to kind of see where they are, you know, in that regard. Are they going to wait until, you know, FIBA, the World Cup starts? Because they do have, you know, somewhat of a, of a favorable group. You know, they're in with Jordan, uh, Greece, New Zealand. Obviously, Greece is not going to have Giannis and Tedekumpo. So are they, oh, wait, we'll, we'll wait until the knockout round. I don't think that's the case, but It'll be interesting to see in these warm-up games kind of when they turn it on. They don't turn it on against Slovenia. They should definitely turn it on against Spain. So they are set to play against Spain uh, on the 13th. So they kind of have like a a back-to-back, you know, Saturday and Sunday uh, versus Slovenia and then against Spain. And then Sunday against Spain is going to be on Fox, and that's going to be at 3.30 Eastern time as well. So the last FIBA rankings, Luke, and this sort of makes sense why Canada was as low as they were. I'm seeing now that it was this was last updated February 27th of this year. Uh, but Spain at that time was the number one ranked team in the world by FIBA. Um, but a couple of things has changed since then. This week it came out that Ricky Rubio is going to be stepping away from basketball indefinitely. Um, it looks like also you know the the season with the Cavs it would be sort of weird for it to say, oh, I'm not going to play the World Cup, but I'm going to come back and and play for the U.S. It seems like, not the U.S., I'm going to play for the Cavs. It seemed like if that was the case, he would say, hey, I'm just going to skip you know, the World Cup. But he said, no, he's stepping away from basketball indefinitely while he works on his mental health. So no Ricky Rubio, obviously one of Spain's best players, uh, but they do still have Rudy Fernandez. And though he is aging, he is legitimately an international legend. Uh, he was the <clears throat> 24th pick in the 2007 NBA draft, played 249 career games uh, in the NBA. 
Spain still has the Hernan Gomez brothers, Wancho and Willie Hernan Gomez. Bo Cruz. Bo Cruz. And then they have uh, Alex Abrines, who was the 32nd pick uh, by Oklahoma City in the 2013 NBA draft. He played 174 games for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And then more Oklahoma City Thunder ties. Usman Garuba, uh, who recently, I believe, played for the Houston Rockets, but was traded to the Hawks and then traded to the Thunder this offseason. So this is another team, like in terms of like talent, is absolutely stacked. And a lot of these guys have played in that you know, Spain program for so long and have played together for so long. When it comes to international competitions, you can never count out Spain. So that's going to be another, you know, sort of like measuring stick for Team USA to see, hey, second night of a back-to-back, you just had Luka Doncic. Well, guess what? Now you've got one of the best teams in the world that you're going to play against the very next day. And this is really the game that I have circled on my calendar. Like what type of like Team USA performance are we going to see this summer? If they're able to come out and get a victory against Slovenia and then Spain the very next day, I'm going to be excited about our our prospects going to the World Cup. You probably have to regardless, just given the amount of talent that is on this team. Um, but I would love to see them come out and like really handle Spain impressively. That would be awesome. Yeah, and like you said, with Spain, apparently they won the, the 2019 FIBA World Cup. Uh they won that. So they've got the experience, like you said, you can't sleep on them regardless of roster and intimidation of, of who's on that roster. But I'm just, I'm happy we got basketball options on a Sunday afternoon when there's not, is there going to be actually football, preseason football probably on at that point? But regardless, it's been so long to have some on my TV on Sundays. It's going to be nice to have my, uh, my pick of, of what options of what I want to watch because yes, on Sunday, Chiefs Saints for those that are curious and 49ers Raiders as well on Sunday so so you have good football for approximately 10 minutes uh, yep. of each of those games so and then you can flip over to these games these FIBA games right and Ricky Rubio by the way was the FIBA World Cup tournament MVP in 2019 and no Ricky Rubio you know for for Spain right. in this World Cup so uh you know I thought this was going to be an exciting FIBA World Cup before no Ricky Rubio before no Giannis before no Jokic. It still could be exciting. You know, if the U S like runs away with this, which I don't think they will, but you still have really good teams. Spain is still really good. France is still really good. Um, Germany still really good. Canada still really good. Like there are still like really good star studded teams, you know, that are going to be playing, you know, in the, in the FIBA world cup. So, Australia as well, another you know, really, really good team. So still going to be a, a, a very exciting FIBA World Cup. Really looking forward to that. After this week, for those of you who are listening from down under, that was a terrible. I, was I shouldn't awesome. have done that. Thank you I for really, that. Uh, I, I apologize for disrespecting <laughs> our Aussie uh, magic uh, brethren, um, especially Manny, first and foremost. I know you're a, a big part of what we do here, and I, I've just completely uh, disgraced um, the, the wonderful nation of Australia. Anyways, coming up on the 14th, what is that next Monday? Yeah, next Monday, Australia versus Venezuela. And then next Wednesday, the 16th, Australia versus Brazil. And then next Thursday, the 17th, Australia is going to take on the South Sudan. And then Friday is going to be, again, USA versus Greece. 
Saturday, we get uh, Germany versus Greece. And then Sunday, USA versus Germany, Paolo versus Franz. That's really going to cap off like this pre-FIBA World Cup. So the next week here, really, really exciting. There's just a ton to watch. If you're interested in watching those Australia games and, and watching our boy Joe Ingles, those are going to be tipping off at 5.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and we'll, we'll still have to, I guess, figure out how we'll be able to watch those games. Uh, and then the later part of next week, those USA, you know, Germany games, those are going to be tipping off at like 12 o'clock. So just a, a ton of good basketball coming up this week, Luke. And then after that, we're into the World Cup. I don't know if you covered it already, Jonathan. You might have, but... Um... USA versus Slovenia on Saturday is FS1. USA versus Spain is Fox. Um, and those are really the, the two ones this weekend that we talked about that we have at least a uh, TV schedule for. Yeah, US versus Spain is going to be on Fox. Um, mm-hmm. All of the other USA games will be on FS1 You know, from now until the FIBA Forever. World Cup starts. And then all of the FIBA World Cup games will be on ESPN+. And... Maybe I shouldn't spoil this, but we may be able to do playbacks of the Mm -hmm. World Cup games. I know we said recently that we couldn't. At the bare minimum, we'll do some like second screen experiences where you can join us on playback, but then also watch the game on another screen. But we may, may be able to do all of that on playback. We're still waiting to hear like an official word. So I didn't mean to get your hopes up, but I guess I probably did that now. But, I mean, hey, it, it is what it is. Anyways, Luke, I think that's going to do it for this one. Yeah. Yeah, that's all all for me. All right. There's not exactly, but sort of magic basketball this week. So let's keep it going. It's been a lot of fun watching these games. But appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, for Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You all have been listening to The Six Man Show. We will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!